welcome to the Real Life English Podcast, where we help dedicated English learners just like you cultivate the courage, the confidence, and the skills that you need to understand real life native English, to communicate clearly with people from all around the world, and to make your life an epic global adventure. Now, are you ready to go beyond the classroom and start living your English? Can I get an aww, yeah? Hey guys, what's going on? So, a quick question for you before we begin. Do you know what it means if I say, that guy is pissed? Well, depending on whether you are in the USA or the UK, this will be interpreted very differently. Well, in this lesson, Andrea and I talked about 11 different words and expressions that are normal in the UK, but that could be weird or even offensive if you use them in the USA. As always, over on our Instagram, you will find an exclusive extra expression. So be sure to check that out after at reallife.english. Now let's jump into episode 197 of the Real Life English Podcast. Oh uh, yeah, boys and girls, citizens of the world, this is Ethan from Real Life English, where we believe that listening to podcasts is a fun, natural, convenient, and ace way to learn English. So download this podcast and listen to it while you're stuck in traffic, taking a hike up in the mountains, or even while you're sunning yourself at the beach. Oh yeah. I'm joined here in the Barcelona studio, as always, by Andrea. How's it going, Andrea? I'm good, thanks. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. So you said you were catching some rays at the beach. Is that the way you said it? Sunning yourself. Sunning yourself. Yeah. Do that you sounds... have that expression? No, I would probably say catching some rays or mm -hmm. tanning. Yeah. Probably the most, the most common one. So have you been doing that very much lately? I have a little bit, actually. Like during August, we had really good weather here mm -hmm. and taking advantage of the coast and everything. So it was really nice to catch some rays mm -hmm. and relax by the beach. Totally. I've been enjoying that as well. I'm kind of disappointed now it's getting cold. So like the summer's kind of coming to a close. Yeah, we've got to make the most of this good weather and enjoy it in September as well. Exactly. So we are talking all about some terms that you shouldn't use if you go to the USA or if you're learning British English. These words might be ones that you don't want to use if you are in America. So we're going to get into that in just a minute. But first of all, let's take a look at today's shout out. All right. So unfortunately, this person didn't leave their name, but they say highly recommended Thank you, Real Life Host, for all the useful and entertaining resources you put at our disposal. I appreciate your Real Life method that makes me learn English in a fun, natural, and exciting way. Thank you for your generosity and sharing your personal experiences. Your show has a real impact in my English. And this was written on Stitcher. So thanks so much uh, to whoever wrote this. Uh, and he used the expression, he or she used the expression, to put something at your disposal. What does that mean? So when you put something at your disposal, it's made available to you. Exactly. And that's kind of like a nice formal way that you can say that, right? Yeah. So we're really glad that you're having a lot of fun laughing even with this podcast and that it's helping you to learn in a natural way. And if you want us to shout you out, it's really simple. Just head over to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening, and you can leave us a five-star review there, and we might shout you out on one of our lessons. And the other really great thing about this is that by doing that, you're helping other learners from around the world to have fun learning English with us. So that said, let's take a look at today's quote. So today's quote is actually by someone who is British. She's 
an incredible writer and creator of many TV series. Her mm-hmm. name is Phoebe Waller-Bridge, and you might know her from Fleabag, and also she's one of the creators of Killing Eve. Both fantastic series for learning British English, or even, we were just talking about Killing Eve, has both American and British English, so it's like really great for practicing both. Yes, highly recommend both. So the quote is, What's so useful about the British culture of politeness is the level of passive aggression is really fun to write. (laughs) That's a really hilarious one. So actually, I don't think we mentioned that she's also kind of a comedian, or like Mm -hmm. most of the series she does, she writes, are comedic, so... It's like dark comedy, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. Which means it's kind of like not so... It's not something that you would watch like with your family or something like that. It's kind of like you have to have a certain sort of sense of humor. Definitely, yeah. But that show that... That series that Andrea recommended, Fleabag, that's a really great one for learning like super British slang and stuff. Because they were like, when, when I watched that, there were certain words that I learned just from watching that that I didn't know about. And I think also for exploring the different kinds of comedy, because American and British comedy are a little bit different. And I guess that's a topic we'll talk a little bit about in today's podcast. That said, kind of what does she mean by this? So we know it's tongue in cheek, right? Yeah. So... What she's saying is, obviously, British culture is known for being polite. I think mm-hmm. Americans as well are known for it. Like, we're, we're very polite to each other, but there's another level to it. So sometimes it might come across as politeness, but what someone is actually doing is being passive aggressive. So they're not outwardly being aggressive. Mm-hmm. It's done in a bit of a clever way, like in a polite way, Mm -hmm. but still a way of getting your meaning across and kind of being aggressive without it being so obvious. So what she's saying is when she is writing the scripts and everything, she can talk about British culture of politeness, but there's so much passive aggressiveness in there as well. And it's just a really fun thing to write about in her scripts. And if you watch these series, you'll really see this because it's a very British kind of humor. So mm-hmm. if you watch them, you'll understand British humor a lot more. Um, maybe it might be difficult to begin with, but I oh, I just think she's so hilarious and she's so talented. Exactly. Yeah, that was a series that the entire time I was just like laughing out loud. And I think you can see like where this this quote makes perfect sense because it really comes across and some of the characters are very passive aggressive. Definitely. And even when watching Killing Eve, I like looking at who has written a particular episode because mm-hmm. certain ones, you just know that she wrote it. Like when you go back to check, you're like, oh, I knew she wrote that one because of this scene or because of these comments and mm-hmm. stuff. So basically you have a little bit of insight about some British culture that... Maybe someone will seem polite if you go there, but they're actually being passive-aggressive. Hopefully it doesn't happen to you. Uh, And two great series that you can check out to learn more about British culture and British humor. So today we are talking all about some different words that if you're learning British English, you probably shouldn't use if you go to the USA, that either they could cause confusion, they could cause an awkward situation, or they could even be offensive. So that said, let's jump right into it. We'll start off light, and then we might get to some ones that are more offensive. So uh, the first one is, what what would it mean basically for you if you say you have to write something in your diary? So generally when people say they have to write something in their diary, it means that it's like their calendar. So Mm -hmm. maybe if you're planning on meeting someone, like if I'm making arrangements with a friend, I'll say, oh yeah, I'll put it in my diary. 
Yeah. So for us, if, if a British person were to say, I'll put it in my diary, we're going to think that they're going to write it in their journal. They're going to go, right, dear diary, I have to get together with so-and-so with this person at Friday on, on Friday at 5 p.m. or something like that. Okay. So it would be kind of a funny misunderstanding there. Yeah, I guess like obviously some people would have a diary as well, mm -hmm. like a journal that they would write in. But I guess from the influence, it's changed in the UK as well. And mm -hmm. lots of people talk more about having a journal or journaling mm -hmm. um, as well these days. So that's an interesting one. Yeah. For us, even like a diary versus like a journal, I think the connotation is a little bit different because if I think a diary, it's more what I would think like a teenage girl has. Mm. And I think of a journal is more like more reflective and stuff okay. than whereas a diary is more like you're writing about like such and such happened today and you were really angry at this person <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. That's kind of some, some interesting different ways that you can play with those words there. So the next one is one that Brits say all the time. Do you want to do the honors? Because you probably can... You can probably do it with the right accent and everything. <laughs> it's so funny because we say this so much. Like, instead of saying, how are you? Mm -hmm. We say, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole thing is, you all right? Yeah. Right? The first time I heard a British person, I had a British person ask me this. I was like, I thought that they were generally concerned. Like, is there something wrong with my face or something? <laughs> like, do I really? look like I've been injured? Because oh, wow. in the US, if you ask this, it's because like, you're asking, are you all right? Mm -hmm. It's like, because something bad, really bad has happened. Okay. No, we use this a lot. Like, I, also just thinking about it, you know, whenever I meet someone, I would say, oh, hey, like sometimes I might say, oh, how, how are you doing? But mm -hmm. generally I would say, you're right. Yeah. Or, you know, if you're just passing someone and it's a very quick meeting, you might say, you're right. And like, you know, nod your head or something like that. Um, so rather than saying, are you all right, which mm -hmm. would sound more like you're asking if a person is okay, yeah. it's just very short, you're right. I think that the tone is really important too, because if like someone's saying, are you all right? Yeah. It's a lot different than saying, you're right. Yeah. But how would you respond to that then? Would you say, yeah, I'm good? Or would you? Yeah, you would say something like that, like to how are you? Um, you would say, oh, I'm good, thanks. How about you? Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's not like, what's up, where you just say, not much. It's a different <laughs> yeah. response. I think a lot of English learners, they get mistaken. That one's like very American, right? Yeah. What's up? Or just sup. And a lot of learners, I hear them like answer that like, yeah, good. Yeah, I'm good or something. But the answer to that is like, it's not asking that. It's like, nothing's up, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, really? Yeah. Also, when you say what's up, you would just expect someone to say not much. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And, but then if you did have something to say, would you then just go into it? You could, yeah, you could explain like, if you say what's up, it's kind of like what's happening or, you know, what have you been up to? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like you would explain maybe, I don't know, for example, if someone calls you on the phone and says, what's up? You'd be like, oh, I'm just doing my laundry. You? Oh, or something so it's like more that. like, what are you doing? Exactly. Or something like that. Oh, okay. But I don't know why it's very common to ask that instead of like, how are you? Yeah, that's interesting. I, I think our version would be like, what are you up to? Mm -hmm. Um... Or just what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, maybe it's maybe it's actually kind of been like from shortening that phrase of like, what are you up to? to yeah. Just what's up? There's so many different ways of asking someone how they are or like what they're doing. Mm -hmm. We could probably even just have one podcast on, yeah, on these kinds be, of things. Yeah, that'll have to be another podcast, yeah. right? So moving on, the next one I think is a word that Brits sometimes refer to Americans as, right? Yeah, I would probably say so. I mean, I, I don't use it just because I'm not sure if it's correct, you know, mm -hmm. like politically correct and everything. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but generally, yeah, if someone wanted to, to say that someone was American, they might call them a Yank. A Yank. Or a Yankee. A Yankee. Yeah, it comes from the word Yankee, right? Yeah. Yankee, Yankee Doodle or something like that. I think it came from actually like the Revolutionary War or something like that. Okay. It's historical in some way. Uh, but yeah, I, I, for me, this would never be offensive if someone says like, I'm a Yank. But for some Americans, this mm-hmm. would be offensive. They wouldn't, it's like a, it can be considered a derogatory term for Americans. Okay, that's good to know them. So then my suspicion of the word was right. Maybe some mm-hmm. people will take it the wrong way. Exactly. So it's better to steer clear of it. Better just to say an American. Yeah. <laughs> Although some people from other countries find the word American offensive because they're like, you know, American is like two entire continents. And it's mm. like you're generalizing this word for just like one country. So a lot of I've heard a lot of South Americans will call us like North Americans instead mm-hmm. of just Americans. Okay, that's interesting. Moving on. What would you think if I say that such and such person is a lush I guess in the UK, we wouldn't say a lush, but we would say that someone is lush. Someone is lush. Yeah. So what would that mean? So that would mean that maybe you find that person attractive, like, oh, he's a bit lush. Mm -hmm. Um, Or you might say that, you know, a particular place is lush. Or like if you're trying a new food, you might say, oh, this is a bit lush. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's another way of saying that it's something really nice that you're enjoying, something that you like. So you actually use that one a lot then, a lot more than we would. Because I don't think we'd say like a person or food is lush. Yeah. You might say like, for example, a dessert is like luscious, but I yeah. think like that's the texture, right? Yeah. I, th- I think it depends where you are. Like I'm just thinking of the TV series, Gavin and Stacey. Okay. Stacey's from Wales and she uses this word a mm-hmm. lot. And I don't know if it's a generalization. I haven't, I have some friends from Wales and I've been there a few times, but I tend to think that it's a word that's mainly used in different parts of the UK, not necessarily everywhere. Mm -hmm. So you might go to some parts of the UK where they don't use this word in this way as much. Mm -hmm. Um, But in some parts, it's a very popular way of using it like Mm -hmm. this to describe these types of things. Yeah. So if you go to the US and you say someone's a bit lush, that would be like you're saying they're an alcoholic. (laughs) Wow. I did not know that. That's so, that's so weird. Why lush? I have no idea wow. what it comes from. But I think it's kind of funny because it's like almost one of those terms that's like a little bit the opposite of what it means. Because yeah. if you, I don't know, you're not so lush, you're more like messy probably if you're drinking a lot. But I think especially this might be used with like middle-aged women who like drink a lot of wine. That's always how I kind of like think of it more. Okay. And if you just say someone's like a drunk, it's kind of like a lush, it's more... It's more playful and stuff, you know, than, than if you say like, oh, that person's a drunk, which is just like okay more insulting. So is it used more as an adjective or a noun? As a noun. Yeah. You say like he or she is a lush. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely have to avoid that one yeah. if you go to the US, unless you're actually wanting to say that person like drinks a bit too much. Mm, yeah. Okay. Um, so the next one you use quite a bit in the UK, I believe, right? Yeah, we use... Actually, I was speaking to someone about this word recently because I think we were having a little celebration and we were like, oh, should we have a cheeky glass of wine? Mm -hmm. And they were like, cheeky, cheeky? What do you mean? (laughs) And we were like, oh, so we we explained that in the UK, like if we're doing something that's maybe not naughty, but like maybe something you shouldn't be doing, we would say, oh, should we have a cheeky beer or oh, do you want to have a cheeky curry or something? Like maybe if you're trying to eat healthily, but then you Mm -hmm. want to have a cheat meal, then you might Mm -hmm. call your cheat meal like, you know, a cheeky curry or 
some cheeky fish and chips or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and then the same maybe with a drink. Okay. So for us, I think it's just like kind of the, the naughty okay. sort of definition more. You say someone's cheeky because they're kind of like, I think especially maybe a younger person, for example, if they're kind of like being um, insubordinate to their teacher or something like that. Yeah. They're kind of doing something that they're not supposed to do in class. Mm-hmm. You could say that person, that kid is being cheeky. Yeah, we have, we use it like this as well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if, if someone is being a bit cheeky, but you might hear it used in this way as well. So if you do, like now you know, you won't be confused if someone says, do you want to have a, a cheeky beer? We even say it like for tea. Sometimes you might. Cheeky tea. Yeah, so it's not necessarily <laughs> cheeky, but we might say, oh, do you want to fancy a cheeky cup of tea? <laughs> it's just a cute way of saying it, I think. Yeah, for if you said that to an American, it's like that tea has been really bad. Yeah. <laughs> that tea is really not behaving itself. Yeah. So... The next one on our list, this is one that we've had some cold days here, so maybe you've been using this word more. Ah, yeah, so a jumper. Jumper. I added this to the list because I actually thought like about, okay, an American, if you say like a jumper, what we think is maybe someone who's like wanting to actually kill themselves and like is a jumper. So I don't think probably by the context, you'd probably never confuse that. But I think that that's like a very different, a much more like negative use of that word that would exist more in the USA. Yeah. Yeah, for us, it would literally be the item of clothing mm-hmm. that you'd wear that you would call a sweater or... A sweater, yeah. Yeah. So be careful with that word in the US to not use it wrong. Wouldn't it be great if there was some way to understand real English without getting lost and without getting bored? Well, now there is. With our real-life native immersion course, we will take you on a 41-week real-life adventure of the English language, each week exploring a different topic connected to our goal to help you understand and use real native English and make it a permanent part of your life in a way that is fun, natural, and convenient. The best part is you can try it for free with our three-part power learning series. We will send it to your email. Just go to reallifeglobal.com slash pod, that's P-O-D, to sign up. Now, let's get back to today's podcast lesson. The Now we're getting into ones, I guess, that could be like a little bit more offensive. Mm-hmm. They have like more sexual in nature. So if that's offensive for you, you might want to like pause this podcast at this moment. But what's the next one? So the next one is rubber. Mm-hmm. So for us, this is, well, I think it's what you would call an eraser. So you'd have it in your pencil case at school mm-hmm. and yeah, you use it when you want to rub out some work that you've written down, like with a pencil. Mm-hmm. So that's what a rubber, that's, that's the general term that we would use for this this piece of stationery in the UK. Yeah, I think in a different podcast, we talked about how there's kind of like rub out is also like something that could be like offensive in the US. Okay. But that's for another podcast. Uh, but <laughs> rubber in the US means like a condom. Mm. Yeah, I think, I think I guess from watching TV and movies, I've, I'm probably aware of this one, but I, I probably wouldn't think about it. And maybe if I was in the US, I'd say to someone, oh, do you have a rubber? And, then, <laughs> and that's really dangerous because they're going to think, what does she want? <laughs> um, so yeah, that's a really important one. I that's think. one you definitely need to know about. You're like, I don't know if you're working in a school there or something yeah. like that. And you said, I actually had like a teacher tell me about this, that she was working in the UK and a, and a kid, like a little kid told her like, sorry, ma'am, you've dropped your rubber. Oh. she's like 
<laughs> oh no. Yeah. Yeah. So that could have a very different connotation depending on which side of the Atlantic you find yourself on. I liked your British accent there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> need some practice. I need to watch some more some more fleabag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the next one, this this one was like really funny. The first time I ever heard a British person say this, I was really, really confused as yeah. to like what they could possibly be asking. <laughs> so they said they asked me, Are you taking the piss? Okay. I I can see where there would be confusion with that one. Yeah, we use this a lot. Like if someone is, another way we would say is taking the mick. I think Mm -hmm. we spoke about this quite a while back, taking the mickey. Yeah, in one of our first ones, right? Yeah. And like, you know, you would say to someone like, if you're not sure if they're joking or being serious, you'd say to them like, are you taking the piss? Mm -hmm. Or yeah, like maybe if they've offended you in some way as well, you would say the same thing. Yeah. And I think in the UK, that's very uh, relevant and it's very important because there's a lot of sarcasm and mm-hmm. it's different. American sarcasm, I think, is more obvious. American humor yeah. in general is more obvious, which I think we've talked about at some point. But I had like a roommate who was British and it's like he was sarcastic like all the time. Almost everything that came out of <laughs> his mouth was sarcastic, but he just would say it with like a very straight face. Yeah. And so like I never knew if he was like being serious or joking. Yeah. And and so that was like a very relevant phrase to learn. But in the US, like the first time I heard this, I thought it was like, they're asking me like, do you have to go to the bathroom or something like yeah, that? Yeah, you must have been really <laughs> confused. <laughs> so it's definitely going to have a very different meaning if you use that. We'd sort of say like, are you kidding? Are you joking? Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, we would say, are you taking the mick? Or if you wanted to be a bit more rude, you would say, are you taking the piss? (laughs) (laughs) That's probably pretty colloquial, like, to use around with your friends, right? Definitely, yeah. Is it more like, I would imagine maybe men using this more than women, or? Yeah, I would agree. I think, you know, even I don't like saying that word. Like, (laughs) it's not a really, you don't have that word then, do you? Or We have, I mean, the word piss is like a word to, like, it's like it means to like urinate and it's something I would also like imagine the US it's a more offensive word like that you would just use around like close friends and stuff mm-hmm. but I definitely imagine men using it a lot more than women for yeah. women it doesn't sound so feminine I guess which maybe is a little bit of a double standard but yeah but I think also yeah I don't know it's not a very nice word and I agree I think men use it more just because yeah I don't really want to say that word too much <laughs> But we have another one that's kind of similar, but it's yeah. a different meaning using the same root. So if someone's really angry, maybe you've offended them with your, your British slang or something, then we could describe that person as being pissed. Like they're pissed or they're pissed off. Yeah. But for you, if you say someone's pissed, it's very different, right? Yeah. Like we, we do have this version that maybe if someone pisses you off, you would <laughs> say that, oh, I'm pissed off. <laughs> um, but When you say pissed, um, it also means that someone is really drunk. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So like if you had a really great night the other night and then you're chatting about it with your friends the next day, you you might say, oh my God, I I got so pissed last night. (laughs) (laughs) An American would just be like, you were really angry. Like what what happened? Are you all right? (laughs) (laughs) It just means that you you drank too much alcohol and you got very drunk. (laughs) That's a really, it's a really hilarious one. I wouldn't really, I'd be curious to know like what that came from, but it might be a bit too obvious. Well, yeah, I guess if you're drinking loads of alcohol, you need to keep going to the bathroom, Tony, so (laughs) it doesn't make sense. There's like a very popular food item. I believe it's a dessert in the UK. What's the, and and the name of this, if an American hears it, it's like very, it's very humorous. 
What is it? Yeah, so I don't know how popular it is now or how much people make it, but it is a classic British dessert. Mm -hmm. I remember having it in school dinners. So, mm -hmm. you know, in school dinners, you'd get the tray with all your food and your dessert. And it was often like a sponge cake with some custard or something. Mm -hmm. And one of them, usually at least once a week, you would have spotted dick. <laughs> Which is a really weird name. I have no idea why it's called this. I'm assuming maybe it's something to do with the person that created it. Maybe mm -hmm. his name was Richard and mm -hmm. like a, a nickname for someone called Richard is Dick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like a sponge cake with like raisins in it, which is why it looks spotted. Mm -hmm. But why it's called Dick, I have no idea. <laughs> I think your explanation made sense. But I imagine like you going to the USA and like you made like this really nice traditional British dessert and then you ask people like, do you want any spotted dick? Yeah. People are going to be like, no, thank you. Brits have like really strange desserts. Yeah. They'll be like, <laughs> why are these Brits so weird? Why are they offering us this? It kind of reminds me, I don't know if you've seen that episode of Friends where Rachel makes like a traditional oh, British tri trifle. Trifle, yeah. And it's got like... She has pages stick together, so she starts mixing it with, like, a different recipe that has, like, beef in it. And so she makes a comment, like, yeah, these Brits just have, like, a really weird taste in food. I know. As, <laughs> as if someone would make a trifle that was, like, custard cream, beef sautéed with onions and, like, whatever else. And then, like, more custard and cream is so weird. So it's, uh, the, the Brits have very strange desserts for us. <laughs> yeah. But we'll have to like link a picture of this or something so people can see like that it's yeah. just like, would you say this is a pudding or how would you classify this? Yeah, we don't say pudding the way you do so much, do okay. we? Well, for you, a pudding is more something that's like custody, isn't it? But we have like a bread pudding, which is more like a, I'm actually not sure what exactly the difference between that and cake is, but it's something kind of cakey. Ah, okay. So, yeah, this would be a pudding. Like, we would say it's a dessert or a pudding. Mm -hmm. It's a sponge cake and it's usually... It's a sponge cake and you would usually eat it with a custard as well so that mm -hmm. it's not too dry or anything. And, yeah, it, it is really nice. So, I think linking a picture, like, for people to see would be quite <laughs> interesting. And so, in the, in the UK, it would be perfectly appropriate to have a lush spotted dick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that sounds so wrong, doesn't it? <laughs> that is so wrong. It's so so interesting, the language, isn't it? Exactly. So we talked before about the word pissed in the UK and the USA. What would you think if I say that like that person is loaded? So for us, this would mean that someone has a lot of money. They're very rich. If they are loaded, they are rich. Mm -hmm. So for us, that would mean, again, that they're very drunk. Wow. Yeah. Okay. They're very so, drunk or it could also be like they're on drugs, but it's like someone's out, out of their mind. Ah, see, I didn't know this one. I I haven't heard that term that someone is loaded, but I, I could see it. I guess mm -hmm. like if they're loaded, it's like up to their eyes or something, you know, yeah. if they're like on one or they're really drunk or mm -hmm. taking drugs. That makes sense. But in the UK, yeah, we would have to be careful then because if I come to the US and I say, oh, yeah, that person must be loaded, then there'll be a lot of confusion. <laughs> it's very different. Yeah. People are going to think he's a lush. <laughs> so the next one, this one might be one people have heard about because I think Americans, a lot of Americans know that this word's different because it's kind of like funny for us. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't believe you're a smoker, right? No, I'm not. But do people still use this word like smokers in the UK? Maybe like older people? 
I think that they probably use it a lot less these days, but you mm-hmm. probably would still hear it. Yeah. Um, so if someone wanted to have a cigarette, mm-hmm. they might say, oh, I'm just going to have a quick fag or something yeah. like that. <laughs> That's also has a like, very different interpretation in the USA if you have a quick fag. Yeah. So yeah, for us, fag is, it's like, it's a word that you really shouldn't use in the USA because it's like a derogatory offensive term for a gay person. Mm-hmm. So I think like, especially nowadays that like people, I don't know, there's a lot more political correctness in the USA Yeah. that you should avoid using this word at all. if you're in the USA, unless it's like with someone that you're very close to, but even then. Yeah. And I think that's probably why people use it so much less in the UK as well, because mm-hmm. we are aware of this term as well and it is derogatory. So, you know, you would like you just say, oh, I'm going to have a cigarette or a quick ciggy or something mm-hmm. instead. But maybe older people might still use this, like because it's such a short word, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And I guess it's a really quick way of asking someone for one or like saying you're going to have one. But um, yeah, I think just because of this other meaning to it, it's it's used a lot less. But it's definitely one to be aware of. Definitely. So... That's pretty much all of the ones that we have for you today. We will do another one exclusively over on Instagram. So if you want to learn another bonus expression that might be very common in the UK, but that could get you into trouble in the USA, definitely be sure to head over to our Instagram at reallife.english, where you can have a lot of fun watching that over there. So thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you next week on the Real Life English Podcast. One, two, three. Ah, yeah. Hey again, I hope you enjoyed today's lesson. Don't be a stranger. You can find all the notes like vocabulary, links, and more for this lesson on our blog at reallifeglobal.com. And connect with us and on Instagram at reallife.english for even more fun English recommendations. Do you want to continue your learning and get confident, fluent English? Then I have a couple great recommendations for you. First of all, check out our YouTube channel, Learn English with TV series, where you can have fun learning to understand fast-speaking natives with your favorite movies, series, and more without getting lost, without missing the jokes, and without subtitles. Second, if you like our podcast, then our real-life native immersion course is perfect for you. It is the next best thing to studying abroad in an English-speaking country. Try it for free with our three-part power learning series. Just go to reallifeglobal.com slash pod to sign up. Finally, if you are enjoying our podcast, then please assist us in helping more people go beyond the classroom and live their English. You can do this by sending a link to this podcast to a friend or by leaving us a five-star review wherever you are listening. We might even shout you out on the podcast. Stay healthy and safe, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Aw, yeah.